Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host, C.L. King, coming to you live from the High Definition Studios of Impactville. I'm sitting high atop the Ruthie Plowden Legacy Chair. And I want to let you know that tonight's broadcast is our first broadcast of 2024. And it is, in my opinion, probably our most consequential broadcast. I'm bringing back to these studios one of my closest advocates and allies, mentors, and friends, the Honorable Mr. Victor Taylor. You guys know him all around Eastern Carolina, throughout North Carolina, throughout the East Coast, and around the country for all the exploits that he does. But one of the things that he is an advocate for is prostate cancer. And the reason why he is an advocate, because he's not just on some mission to spread some awareness, but he had to battle this himself. He was elbows deep in this disease and he beat it. But now he's not just taking the victory and keeping it to himself. He is trying to spread awareness throughout the country that men need to be screened. So I'm cutting his introduction short, not because he deserves it, because he deserves more time. And so with that, I would ask everybody to get a pen and paper out Please share this video and help me welcome to the virtual studios, my friend and yours, the Honorable Mr. Victor Taylor. Welcome, Victor. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, C.L. King, the one and only C.L. King. As you said, you are my lifelong friend. I'm I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. As long as we're here, we're going to be friends. And I thank you for what you do. I, I, I'm glad. To, I'm honored to be the first uh, uh, interview for the year 2020. 2024. So 2024 is going to be a great year for both of us because want to know that I get to see CL King and you get to see Victor Taylor and the, the world get to see the two of us communicate. This is going to be awesome. I'm just so excited. That's the way it works, man. When we get together, always good things happen uh, because the Lord is on our side. So Victor, yes. me, and you, me and you talked for a few minutes before the show. We probably should have gave ourselves an hour before the show because me and you could just talk for days. Yes. <laughs> and we'll give yes, everybody we'll give everybody a heads up that if we get disconnected from the live, who may be turning in on the live, uh, don't worry. You can our, our our capability to record will still be in place. And just know that there is a major storm in our area, even in Victor's area, though he's about an hour away from me. But we still got the capability to keep going and get this message out. It will be on all of our podcast platforms. Remember, this show is carried on 27 different podcast outlets. And Facebook Live is just one of them. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Alexa, and everywhere else where you get podcasts. So we ask that you would do us this one favor for this, for this broadcast. We ask that you share this, especially if you are a male and someone that may fit into the category of someone who starts to, needs to, uh, to be screened for prostate cancer. So with that, let's get right to it, Victor, because 30 minutes goes by so fast when you got two friends yeah. together. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah. So let's get let's get down to where the rubber meets the road. Thank you again for being here. But I would like for you to share uh, your personal journey with prostate cancer and what motivated you to become an advocate for this cause, sir. Yes. Thank you, uh, CL King. Again, thank you, uh, listening audience, for uh, taking out of your busy schedule. Uh, like I said, we got thirty minutes, but uh, like I said, him and I get to talking, and especially if I get to talk to the prostate cancer, I can talk all day. 
Uh, we're gonna we're gonna minimize it, but we're gonna get the word out because it's important. Uh, my my journey was back in um, 2006. Uh, I was uh, Dr. Sidney Bonwell, one of the community leaders for prostate cancer uh, screening. He was a physician. Uh, he practices for 77 years here in Craven County, New Bern. He was having a prostate screening uh, at the um, uh, oncology lab by the hospital here, Carolina East here in New Bern. I went over and I was taking three, I took three vans over there of men to get tested. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm strong. So I said, well, like, I don't need to get tested. I'm okay. Uh, so at the last uh, ride, uh, I was one of the last, last individuals sitting in the waiting room waiting on the last couple of guys. And, and I'm just going to say it like this. I didn't know at first, but now I know God was telling me to get up and get tested. So I got on up and got tested. And out of the three vans, I was the only one who came back positive uh, for prostate cancer out of all the three vans that I took over there. Uh, mm -hmm. My family had no history of pro no cancer, no type of cancer. They knew nothing of cancer. I knew nothing of cancer. So um, it's a situation where Bill Cosby has on TV show where he asked an uh, individual what's their favorite meal. And and the individual said, uh, they said something. He said, well, what if, okay, he said it was steak. He said, what if I give you a New York script, a baked potato, and some broccoli, and he, that's your meal? He said, yeah, I love it. I'm going to give it to cook the same, the, just the, the right way you want it. The, the marinated everything. He said, but after that, I'm going to put it on a trash can lid. He said, what? I'm going to put all that that you like on a trash can lid, and I'm going to give it to you. What you going to do? He's not going to eat it because it's all in the presentation of how people present, present things to you. Right. And the reason I say that is because the individual, the nurse called me on the phone. She happened to call my mother's house because I just got in the military, and that was the only number that they had. So... They called my mother's house. I happened to answer. The lady said, I'm looking for Victor Taylor. I said, this is he. She said, well, this is nurse so-and-so. You have cancer. Boom, just like that. <laughs> so it's all in the presentation. Now, what if I was PTSD? What if I was just psycho? Uh, I'm in the house by myself. You tell me, man, you got the big C. That's back in the days. And sometimes that right now, people think if you get the big C, it's an automatic death sentence. Um, so I didn't know what to do. I looked at the phone and and, and dropped the phone because now I'm getting ready to die. That's what I thought. But I hung up the phone. I said, okay, thank you. Uh, I started, number one, you're always supposed to do. You're supposed to pray. So I initially started praying to God that, okay, you direct me the path I need to go, da, da, da. So after that, I went to the doctor. They told me what was going on. The second part of after praying is a second opinion. So I decided, well, I'm military. I'm going to deal with the Durham VA. So I went up there because Chapel Hill and Duke is connected. So I went up there and got a second opinion. Same thing, same results. So I said, okay, let me do something about it. So I went through all the procedure of the, the surgery for the removal prostate. Also, I had to have radiation. I stayed in Durham for about two two months um, getting radiation. And then I got out and, and, and I was saying that was a journey and I'm still not finished. But I don't want, I don't want no man or woman to have to go through what I went through alone, not knowing nothing about this deadly disease, cancer, and 
no uh, direction of where to go, how to go, who to talk to. Don't know anything about support groups. I just did. I went through it alone. I didn't. I I started advocating because I didn't want nobody to go through what I went through. So that's why I started doing what I do, and that's why I have a passion. If it's one man or it's twenty thousand men, I'm gonna talk until I can't talk anymore about the awareness. That's wow. that my journey on the prostate cancer. Wow, that's so powerful. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in to Impacting Life twenty four seven. Uh, with CL King we have in our virtual studios. He's been here a million times. He can come here whenever he wants. In fact, he just schedules himself. I, I looked at the calendar and I said, oh, there's Victor. Okay, we're doing a show. Um, but this is an important show. And there is nothing like a personal testimony, nothing like a personal story, especially with somebody that you know that that has gone through this. And you don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to hide in the shadows and we're this is why impacting life 24 7 is considered a cathedral of resources why because we're bringing something to you that is a resource that you can act on so victor my you know another thing you know in your advocacy work how do you aim how does victor taylor aim to raise awareness about prostate cancer and educate individuals because that's important about the about the importance of early detection and prevention well uh good question good question well i'm gonna use an educator to be uh, for example an educator cannot teach unless they know right so they got to educate themselves so they can educate others i educate myself of the journey i went through and the new technologies that's coming out. So I go all over the United States to conferences, to sessions, learning more uh, things that's coming out down the pipe on prostate cancer, educate myself so I can educate others because it's no need for me to try to educate somebody when I don't know what I'm talking about. So that's why I'm always gone. And I love to be gone. The reason why is because I'm educating where the pharmaceutical companies, the urologists, I know one of the top pathologists, the one of the top urologists in the whole United States. I know him personally because I'm always in their brain trying to get information, um, stuff that's coming down so I can share with people a newly diagnosed uh, prostate cancer, uh, individuals, caregivers, um, individuals just want to come. I call them ambassadors. Some people come to our meetings and don't have prostate cancer and don't have a prostate, but they want to educate, they want to learn. And that's the way I step in is I'm not going to give you medical advice. I'm going to give you advice that I've learned or I've gone through. Uh, once I got out, I told you my story. I, I connected myself with the support group here in North in Craven County. And it has, I was appointed as the chairman because my drive, my passion for it, I was appointed at the chairman. And at that time I said, well, I'm gonna make this one of the best prostate cancer groups in the whole state of North Carolina. They didn't believe me. I said, but you need to uh, set a goal. And my goal was we're gonna be the best. So I, I kept getting on Zoom calls cause there was COVID going on and stuff going on. And I kept saying, my name is Victor Taylor. I'm the chairman for the best support group in the whole state of North Carolina. And people started hearing me, doctors and urology, all kinds of specialists kept hearing this young fellow kept saying that he has the best support group. So the state of North Carolina said, well, 
I'm tired of hearing this guy. I'm going to go find out. So they came to Little Town, New Bern, and came to one of my meetings. Found out, yes, you're not just the best. You're the greatest support group in the whole state of North Carolina, to the point that they started Zooming my meetings so people could mentor. We can mentor people throughout the state of North Carolina and other states on how to support, how to put a support group together, how it should act and how it should work. It, it, and now we are Zoomed every month by the state of North Carolina because, number one, we had 115 members on the roster of 35 to 40 shows up every meeting, a urologist, special, an oncologist, urologist, radiologist. We have someone come out and speak uh, every month to our guys. And and uh, awareness, as you, as you see this sign here, you can survive. You can't survive cancer. You can survive cancer. And how to do that? Early detection save lives. That's why it's so important to get screened because most cancers don't have any symptoms at the early stages. And mine did not have any symptoms at all. As you say, I was taking the other guys there and I was sitting there. Then I had 85% of my prostate was cancerous and I did not know it. So early detection saved lives. You have a 99.5% survival rate if caught early in prostate cancer. Wow. That's why a lot of people don't know about this. The other thing is, I have a shirt on that says, not all cancer is pink, okay? That's something I seen somewhere, I put it on a shirt. Because October is breast cancer. Right. No, October for the whole month of breast is October is breast cancer. At 12 o'clock, and I took a picture of it this year just to prove to people. At 12 o'clock, October the 1st, the postal stamps come out, the stamps on your bananas come out. The NFL players start playing pink socks, pink gloves, basketball player, high school now, okay? The state of North Carolina has a state patrol vehicle plastered with red ribbons, uh, pink ribbons all over, okay? That's October the 1st, and it goes throughout the whole month of October. But just the month before, it's prostate cancer. You hear nothing of prostate cancer the whole month of September. Uh, September The whole month, you hear nothing of uh, prostate cancer. Now, this is important. Not taking away because there's a percentage of men that can't get breast cancer. Right. But 100% of men can get prostate cancer. Majority, I'm on Capitol Hill every year in February advocating for more funding for prostate cancer. We last year we had 109 advocates on Capitol Hill advocating for prostate cancer. No one there from breast cancer. We got 100. We asked for 120. They asked for 150. They initially got their 150. We still waiting on our 120 with no advocates there. So again, it's important, but it's important that we make the world know that prostate cancer exists. And we need to start advocating and talking about prostate cancer. One, if you go through it like myself, it's no need for me to go through something. God allowed me to go through something and I don't share. Right. I don't share. And I let the next man come behind me and go through the same trials and tribulation with no information. If you have it or you know of it, 
Please share it so you can help yourself or help the people behind you go through that battle that you went through. That's a great, that's a great testament. You guys are tuning in to Impacting Life 24-7. What a great uh, statement. Here's what we're going to do, Victor. We'll just commit ourselves because I do happen to be the CEO here. <laughs> we're going to commit ourselves to do more than just one show a year. We're definitely going to do, maybe we'll do like a, a prostate marathon, prostate cancer marathon in September. And then yeah. we need to do something semi-quarterly where we bring you back and and maybe we could even do where we could go live on location at your meeting and broadcast from there. We can record your meeting or something like that because this is important. And let me ask you this. I didn't give you this question, but what is it about the screening that perhaps makes men hesitant to go get checked out? Good question. Good question. No, you didn't. But like I said, we could talk prostate cancer. I ain't no, I, right I, now, I, I'm not going to give him no trick questions, y'all. He could answer it all. <laughs> I, it's like you said, and we talked earlier, it's, it, when it comes to prostate cancer, it's very, very few times that there's a trick question. Right. The, there's uh, When it comes to screening, number one, the last screening that I did, well, we, myself, I spearheaded here in, in Craven County, we did 125 men in a three hours time. That is a lot of screening in that three hours time. Uh, other support groups throughout the state of North Carolina might do 10, might do 15, and then think they did a lot. When they heard that we did 125 men in a three hour time, they were like, wow, how did that happen? How did you do that? This is what goes on. When it comes to prostate screening, there's two things that has to be done. And I'm saying has because I feel you need to do both of them. The PSA, which is the blood, 69% um, of prostate cancer, uh, we call it uh, suspect, come from uh, the blood. When they test your blood, they, they draw blood, they test it for your PSA. Um, then the hope, I don't have it, but normally I have it on my shirt. It is the digital rectal exam. Okay. When you see that and it's a light blue glove, that's a that's the international, like a shotgun. That's the international <laughs> signal. The guys see that light blue, they automatically go the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they tell me, Miss Taylor, Victor, I, I don't want to do the DRE. Can I just do the PSA? Well, yeah, you can. But DRE detects the, the remaining 31% of that 100% on when it comes to screening. My PSA, when it thinks from 0 to 0.4 is normal, when it goes above 0.4, your blood, I'm talking about, that's when you start paying attention to it. Uh, my PSA was 0, okay? So, so, so if if you had just done PSA, you would have missed it. Right. And I would have said, no, I'm not let, doing the DRE. I'm okay with this PSA. Well, the prostate cancer was still there, but the blood didn't catch it. Wow. So if I didn't do the DRE, because what they do with the DRE, he's checking your prostate cancer for abnormity, okay? Can you give me about five seconds? Go ahead. 
Five seconds. One second. He, he's he's going off camera to get his – he's going to demonstrate to us because I know he wants to make sure the point is clear. And that's important, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with Victor Taylor on Impact Life 24-7. We are talking about prostate cancer and prostate cancer prevention. And one of the things that, that I asked him was, hey, man, tell us what it is that keeps men from wanting to go get screened. So he's going to get he's going to demonstrate to us what he's got there. Go ahead, Victor. This is a walnut. This is the size of a prostate in a man at the age of 40 and below. It's the shape of a walnut. Yep. Individual in California gave me this. At the age of 40 and below, that's the size of it. At the age of 50, the prostate gets a little larger. At the age of 60, the prostate gets larger again. So I say that to say this. The prostate cancer sits here. The urethra goes through it. Once it starts getting bigger, it starts restricting the flow of urine. And I'm just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good, man. Go ahead. I, yeah, I don't cut a sugar coat because you don't want a sugar coat because somebody might miss something that needs to be heard. Go ahead. It's It restricts the urine coming from the uh, gallbladder down through the urethra. Yeah. So there's two you can either have enlarged prostate, which happens to all men, regardless, it's gonna happen. Long as you keep living, it's gonna get it's gonna start getting larger. And the symptoms are similar to prostate cancer, but it could be pro enlarged prostate. So that's why it goes back earlier to text and say live. The same test will tell you if it's cancerous or it's just enlarged prostate. But the only way you have to find out, you have to get tested. When they do the DRE, digital rectal exam, they are filling the prostate to feel if there's any abnormity to the walnut. If it's an abnormity, then they do the, which now is an MRI, but before it was just a biopsy, which they take lavin cultures from your uh, prostate, put it on the microscope, and it tells if it's prostate, if it's cancerous or not. But I just wanted to share you that. A lot of guys feel, and they only doing the exam, the digital rectal exam, for about two, three seconds. They're not there a whole a minute or two. <laughs> yeah. they're, only there, they're only there for three or five seconds. Three, three <laughs> maybe four seconds at the most. You know you know why we can laugh at this, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Because, because <laughs> let, let, me tell you, let me tell you why we can laugh at this. It's because there is, this, there is a perception. See, there is a perception behind the screening. And the perception is, well, I'm I'm not manly if I go get the uh, the screening, right? I'm 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 a man. I ain't betting nothing. <laughs> Let me tell you something, my friend Victor Taylor. When when were you first diagnosed? When were you first? Two thousand six. Two thousand six, and here we are in two thousand twenty four. I'm so glad Victor was responsible and man enough to get checked because if he hadn't been he wouldn't be here right now and so you're listening to impact life 24 7 and victor just so we can give it out before we run out of time how can people you know for folks in eastern carolina and beyond i want to just plug them to you how can people connect with you who may have further questions and you can point them in the right direction how can people get up with you sir the the easiest way the fastest way is via telephone. 
I, okay. I, my number is public throughout the whole United States, so I don't mind sharing it. Give me a call, and if I don't answer, I will definitely call you back. Please leave a message because a lot of people call telemarketers and other places, and I don't call everybody back. Right. Uh, my number is 252-617-2537. Now, let me ask you this, Victor, just real quick. Is there – now, there's an, there's early detection – but is there a element of prevention? Are there things that we as men can do to maybe slow the progression of an enlarged prostate or uh, maybe maybe prevent it from, uh, you know, skipping us? I mean, is, is there anything like diet, exercise, anything like that? Well, the enlarged prostate cancer is something that's going to, long as you keep living, it's going to your cancer, your prostate is going to get larger. It's okay. nothing you can do about that part. Okay. When it comes to uh, preventing, uh, it's not a preventing. It's it's a um, you can uh, help slow it down if yeah. if you have you can prevent from having it if you they they talk about diets, different types of food that you eat, how you prepare it, uh, different type items like that. It's not concrete yet, but because they're trying, because if they had a prevention. Then we will have no cancer, right? So it is, it's not a prevention out here yet. That's why the, all the uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies coming up with medicine that that can contain it, but they haven't came up with. And people ask this question all over: Well, what about the medicine that prevents it? And 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 that's where we are. We don't have a prevention for it. Yeah. We can have some steps that you can do to to. A, to, to attempt to prevent it. Right. It has not been con uh, confirmed yet, but I know they talk about the diet, exercise. People don't understand exercise is important throughout the, uh, all different types of uh, medical situations. So number one, continue to be healthy, continue to eat right, continue to do your exercise, uh, and then uh, educate yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, educate yourself. What, uh, because what, that's what, what this happened. Victor, what age should men start getting screened? Okay. Um, prostate cancer uh, is uh, in African Americans that more susceptible to get prostate cancer than any other race. Right. Uh, we do not know is maybe the chicken, maybe the, the fried, eggs, chicken. <laughs> fried chicken, the eggs, or whatever the case may be. But we are leading the, and this is the race that we don't need to lead. lead but we are leading. We are we're more susceptible to get than any other race. Uh, there's three fam uh, three uh, risk factors, uh, uh, age of 40, family history, and um, African-American. Okay. Those three uh, fam uh, risk factors, and if you're African-American and you're over the age of 40, there's two other uh, history uh, uh, risk factors right there. Myself, when I was diagnosed, I was over 40. I was African-American but I didn't have any family history. However, two out of three is the number that you need to be watching. African-Americans African -Americans should start at the age of 40, unless you have a family history. People understand that prostate cancer and breast cancers are brothers and sisters. Right. That's how they look at it. So if you have a sibling that has breast cancer and you are male, you definitely need to get checked for prostate cancer. And, and African American starts at the age of forty, unless you have a family history. Caucasian and any other race should start at forty-five. Now you should get it annually, okay? Mm -hmm. Annually, not 
once every three years, every five years, every 10 years. It should be annually. Uh, your insurance covers it. If you do not, they have clinics that uh, help you if you don't have insurance. And I've used this scenario is you got car insurance and you don't good. It's no good until you get in an accident, right. but you pay every month. Health insurance, you pay every month and you don't never use it because <laughs> you don't want to go to the doctor. Right. You just keep paying, paying and paying. And then somebody's getting rich and you're still sitting there with illness in you. Um, so age of 40 for African-American, age of 45 for any other race, every year, man, every year. It only takes a, a moment of time. A lot of people got to educate themselves. Mr. King, I speak to people all over the time. And the first couple of things is I don't want to do the DRE. Number two, I did it. Okay, well, how did you do it? Well, they gave me this, this, this liquid, this drink. Well, that's not the screening. That's colonoscopy. Yeah. See, it goes back to the education. Yeah. They're not sure. They don't know because nobody told them. That's funny. So you that's said because I, I was just looking at, I was just thinking about that because I know when I turned 40, 44, 45, I did the colonoscopy and I'm good to go there. But uh, you're, you guys are hearing this live. I, I've not done, a, I'm 48. I'll be 49 next month. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, a little bit behind, so I'm going to call my doctor tomorrow and say because of the advocate and ambassador, the Honorable Mr. Victor Taylor, I need you to get me in ASAP uh, because I'm seven years, eight years behind on this. And so you guys understand, we we're not just we're not just talking for something to talk about. This is, a, and I said this, and did you see the video I did the other day about you? No, you didn't watch the video. I mean, I did a whole video promotion about this show, Victor. I worked so much, Mr. King. I'm I'm a charge. I'm a charge it to your head and not to your heart. But anyway, you know we talked. We, we talked about earlier. If I don't know, I can't go. <laughs> I tagged you in the video, crazy. Look, Victor. Ain't, I, I Victor is not spending all his time on social media. He's out here beating the streets, being an advocate. But I want to tell yeah. you that I said in the video, the life that you save could likely be your own. And what this has convicted me because I've had him on this show before and we've talked about this topic and I just kind of like, okay, that's great information. But no, I'm calling my doctor tomorrow. You have my word. I'll even send you a text when I get the doctor's appointment because it's important. Let me get one. Now that you brought that in, let me jump in. Go ahead. February the 10th in New Bern, uh -huh. Little New Bern, we're doing a free prostate screening. For those that have not and are procrastinating not, uh, we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to do it at the Omega Center here in New Bern. You're gonna come out. We're gonna. We're not gonna do the DRE. We're just gonna do the PSA. I say nobody gonna be there, brother. No, we're gonna do. The, yeah. So there you say the DRE. Nobody. We're not gonna do it. But the reason why I'm not gonna do it because uh, the, the 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 people that's coming down, they don't have the facility to do the DRE, but they're gonna do the PSA, which is the blood work. Okay. I said okay with that because something is better than nothing. Right. Okay. So we want the guys to come out. So we have no excuses. They, they don't want to come out. We also are going to provide them for lunch. And we have a panel. We have the legendary, uh, none other than Phil Ford, 
uh, for played with North Carolina uh, Tar Heels uh, back in the days. He also played against New Bern High, and he went to the Harlem Goldchilds, I think, something like that. But he's coming out. He's going to be on the panel. Dr. Wallen and myself is going to be on the panel to talk about early detection. Yeah, Victor, you got a flyer for that, and I know I I have it. I've seen it, so we will attach the flyer in the post show notes, uh, and we'll also yeah. put Victor's number on there. And you know what? You just save me. You just save me a copay because I'll just come to the Omega Center and get some good food and get a screening, get half of my screening done, and then get with my doctor for the for the uh, DRE. This is a this is very important. The Omega Center on February the 10th. The Omega Center is located in New Bern, North Carolina. Yeah. All you got to do is put it in your GPS. Again, if you'd yeah. like to connect with Victor, watch this, ladies and gentlemen. He's giving you his phone number internationally. You can contact him anywhere in the world. Just leave him a message, 252-617-2536. Seven two five three seven. Yes. I got, I got. Uh, let me see here. Let, let me get a couple more in before we go. I, I knew we couldn't do thirty minutes. I knew it, Victor. I knew it. <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you this question, Victor. This is this is something because you have, you have articulated some of the great things that you have done to raise awareness. But talk to me with talk to us briefly about some of the challenges in being an advocate and and getting this message out and getting responses from the from the public at large what are some challenges that you have faced over the years some of the challenges that i've faced over the years um some people want to be heard and not seen some organizations some businesses some specialists want to be advocates but they want to talk but they don't want to put their way you said earlier put the rubber to the road mm -hmm. i'm i grew up in a, uh I'm, I'm, I'm of a certain age uh, i grew up in a neighborhood that they call your grandma used to nag you so much you get tired of hearing her uh so you actually do what she asked you to do not just because she's your grandmother just because you're tired of hearing her nag you right I'm just that type of person. If I want something that's going to better the man behind me or the woman behind me, I'm going to stay in your face until you say, the only way we're going to get rid of Victor is to give him what he wants, and it makes sense. Right. Uh, they, they, they like to check the box. <laughs> if some people don't understand what it is, they like to check the box. Okay, we did this, and they really somewhat did it. That's the challenge of getting people to put their uh, best foot forward, uh, putting the rubber to the road. Uh, they they want to come in the community, but they don't want to come in the community. They mm -hmm. they 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 want to do a partial uh, for the community and do a full in other communities. And that's what the uh, the uh, barriers that I ran into getting this fair firm and consistency services throughout the board, across the board. Everybody is a people. Everybody is a person. Right. We need to treat everybody fair, firm, and consistent across the board, getting people to, number one, the refunding. Yeah, like I said, I'm on Capitol Hill every year. The funding that we fight for, uh, CD, CDC funding and all the different types of funding, it stays up at the top. It never comes local. And that's one of the advocate the parts that I'm advocating for. Some of the funding that we fight for, 
needs to come local where we can check and we can have the screening done for people that's local. Cause that I'm a local guy. Right. I'm not going up there to advocate funding and we never see any change here in the community. It's about the change at home. You always say you got to start at home first. And that's what we, but sometimes you got to go out, but you're trying to go out to bring it back. And there's barriers keeping saying, well, we can't get it. Well, I'm up here funding. Where's the money going? Okay. The pharmaceuticals don't need it. They got a lot of money. Right. But we want to get some of the barriers that we run into, some of the funding coming down local, uh, some of the physicians coming in the community doing local, like right now. The Omega Center is in the community. You know the first how many times we've done it in the community? Uh, zero. Zero. We never done a screening in the community. And I told them, I said, listen, you always want to do screening, but you want to do it on the outskirts. And then they then you provide a barrier or burden for our people to get out. They can't, no transportation, the timing. So now if you brought it into the community, they can actually ride their bicycle there. They can actually walk there. Wow. So that was a barrier. And that we're, we're knocking down the walls piece by piece, chip by chip. You can't just think you can knock the wall down. <laughs> we know the wall is too. So we got to tap. You got to take a piece at a time until you get the wall down. Don't give up. Sometimes the hard, some walls are harder than the other, but you can't give up. You got to stay on the battlefield. That is so that's that, something. that is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that because you're my friend, Victor, but that that is absolutely phenomenal. And and I see that. You know what I do, Victor, and and you know some of my bigger goals. And you're right. Sometimes it's like, yo. Uh, uh, Y'all got all the funding up at the Ivory Tower, but where it, where it's needed most, people can't even get to the resources. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to just continue to promote this. The February 10th Omega Center, there's going to be lunch served. There's going to be a panel there. If you're a male, African-American male, age 40 or over, they're providing free screenings. <clears throat> that will be February the 10th. What time? Uh, 10 a.m. 10 to 1. 10 to 1 p.m. 10 to 1. I'm going to be there and I might go live on location to show that it can be done and it should be done. Uh, so Victor, man, I tell you what, I will just, we're just playing on us doing this three or four uh, times a year, but I know, I know you got to go. I got to head West, but I want to ask you about some other quick initiatives. I know I'm partnering with you here in another month uh very less than a month the black history parade tell us about it brother black history month parade this had this has been a spinoff from the martin luther king parade i was a member of that group as well and then we said okay let's do a black history month parade in february eight years ago we kicked it off we did had a great time great time we did it for eight years this is our eighth year ninth year last year Mr. King, last year, we Newburn is, is not that big. It's not that small. But last year, we had 500 vehicles in the parade. That's one of the largest parades east of North Carolina. Mount Olive has a nice one, but Newburn had almost 500 vehicles in the parade. The head of the parade ended, and the tail was still sitting still. That's, so I, can, I, can, I can confirm that because I was in the parade, and by, I think we were close to the front. 
And by the time yes. we got back to to the beginning, the parade was still going. It was amazing. So what we're gonna do this year as prime military, they have a viewing stage when you do the parade for the military, right. where the colonels and the generals sit at, and the parade goes by. We salute. We're gonna we're gonna have a viewing stage that the VIPs, yourself, CL King, the Grand Marshals, the elected officials. At the front of the parade, we're going to stop, let them sit at the big uh, viewing stage, and the rest of the parade is going to come by them so they can see what they're missing because they're at the front of the parade. They don't get to see the parade. That's beautiful. We had 500 vehicles. This year, I'm going to tell you what, we're shooting for 1,000 vehicles. <laughs> 1,000 vehicles. We got the horses coming from Rocky Mount. That's about 50, 60 horses, black cowboys. Yes, sir. We have <laughs> Sixty-five Corvettes coming from Virginia. You got the Corvettes we again. Sixty-five of. If you want to see a beautiful sight, we have the uh, bridge here in Newburn that goes into Bridgeton. If you want to see a beautiful sight, they line the sixty-five Corvettes line up the whole bridge. They come into Newburn like they get ready to take over the whole Newburn. So when's the date, so, Victor? When's the date? February the 17th, lineup is at 10 a.m. Parade kicks off at 12 p.m. sharp. It's only a minimum of $10 fee. You can fill out an application. You can put 10 vehicles on one application. We, we, we're we not doing that for the funding. We're doing it just to recognize. And it's not just for Black uh, individuals. We're doing all different types of uh, nationalities uh, because history involves all people. It did. So we're not segregating. We're not separating. Right. So if you want to be a part of this parade, please just contact Victor Taylor, 252-617-2537. Look, man, let me, tell you, let me tell you something. That's one thing that I noticed last year when I was in the parade. I've been in several parades. I ain't been the Grand Wizard. I mean, the Grand Marshal. <laughs> I said the Grand Wizard. <laughs> I ain't been the Grand Marshal yet. One day I will get there. I got to get a little older. Victor said I got to be 50 and over to be the Grand Marshal. <laughs> you, you got two more years, but you're getting there. You're getting well, there. Well, no, but one thing that I, I didn't notice was the diversity of people and the diversity of participants in the parade, Victor. So, yes. and I love that your concept is black history did affect all people right yes and so right. don't don't hear black history parade and just think oh well that's the black folks getting together no come out yeah. and experience the 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 cultural the cultural blending of that experience where we all get together and recognize this special day you can you can get together with victor on that day february the 17th parade kicks off at 12 you can call him at 252 617-2537. And I'm telling you what, this is probably one of the fastest interviews I've done in a long time because it just seems like the time just flies when you're talking about when you're talking about something so important and so meaningful with somebody that you're so close to. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful, Victor, that you had enough courage to go get screened. You've inspired me to come to the Omega Center and, and yeah. get this ball rolling. We're what you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is Victor Taylor and his team and his vision are removing the barriers and excuses for why you can't survive. 
Look at the sign behind him. It says, you can survive. You can survive. You can survive prostate cancer. You can survive breast cancer. But you can't survive it if you ignore that it's a thing. I love what Victor said. He said, listen, every male's prostate is going to grow. You live long enough, it's going to grow. Well, it's if, grow. If, if, if that's going to happen, why not be prudent? Your family needs you, man. Your family is relying and depending on you. It's something that can be, would you say, 90-something percent cure, treated? 99.5% survival rate. Survival rate. If caught early, I saw that 288,000 men were diagnosed with prostate cancer this past year. Yep. They're going to be 35, 286 uh, diagnosed, 35,000 will die from prostate cancer. That's exactly right. This year alone. So we got to, we got to, we got to do better. And when you know better, you can do better. You can't say we did, nobody told you. We're going to put this on all our platforms, share it everywhere. And uh, man, Victor, this has been this has been so informative. I want you to give one last word to all the men out there who may be on the fence about getting screened. We'll give you the last word. Go ahead, Victor. One word and I'm uh, one one statement is men be your own self health advocate. Be your own health advocate. It's your body, your family. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your family. Right. Do it for your kids. Go get checked. Go go get checked. Whether it's every year for prostate cancer, every three years for colonoscopy, uh, all the different types. Women, three years for breast cancer. Be your own self-advocate. Don't just pay into insurance and don't utilize it. Utilize it. If you go to a specialist, if you have a headache, you're not going to go to a foot doctor. If you got a foot problem, you're not going to go ahead, a uh, neurologist. So, and I'm saying this and say this, you need to go to a specialist that does screenings for different types of cancer on a regular. So, cause they know exactly what they're doing. You go to a, your uh, uh, urgent care family practice, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to say, hold on, Mr. King, I'll be right back. They're going to go get on a computer and read on the computer and bring it back to you. And you feel that that person is a specialist, a doctor, they got to know what they told them. But they just read the computer, what you could have done. So right. get checked by specialists in that field. So again, be your own health advocate. Be your own health advocate, ladies and gentlemen. That was the Honorable Victor Taylor, former Alderman, international prostate cancer advocate known on Capitol Hill, all the way down to Eastern Carolina, the Omega Center event, February the 10th in New Bern, North Carolina, starting at 10 to 1 the Black History Parade, which I can't wait to be there. That's happening February 17th, starting at 12 p.m. in the afternoon. You can contact Victor directly if you need directions and guidance in any of these areas. 252-617-2537. We love you, brother. We appreciate you, man. Again, thank you very much, Mr. King. I appreciate you. Love you. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Victor Taylor. Don't get any. I mean, he, his, his, his message. He said it's all in the presentation. His presentation was so convincing to me that I said, "Man, I need to go. I'm gonna be at the Omega Center. Make sure I got my notes here. Yep, because I have not had a, a prostate screening, and here I am about to be 49 next month. 
Men, you owe it to yourself first. Then you owe it to your family second to get early detection because the recovery rate, the survival rate from early detection is, is phenomenal. But if you keep putting it off, a stitch in time saves nine. Thank you so much, Victor. Victor Taylor, 252-617-2537. This has been your host, C.L. King. And we will be at the Craven County Jail tomorrow night. And Thursday night, we will be launching our brand new series called The Yellow Passport. We'll be talking about, the backdrop is the story of Les Miserables, where a convict had to carry around a yellow passport after 19 years of hard labor. And everyone that he presented it to would know that he was a robber. So his past followed him everywhere. I'm going to give those men and women a yellow passport tomorrow night and Thursday night. But their yellow passport is not going to say robber, drug dealer, alcoholic. Their yellow passport is going to say something totally different. Can't wait to share it with you. Looking forward to being there. And again, if you want to get connected with something as important as prostate screening, Victor Taylor is your man anywhere in the U.S., 252-617-2537. Thanks for tuning in. Keep us in your prayers. We'll talk to you again real soon.